0: episode of Fleeting Thoughts, an altered TCG podcast, part of the Main Deck podcast family. I'm Dan.
1: And I'm Jordan. And today we're going to be talking about our experiences with the Exalted fan-made client and kind of just some general thoughts on fan-made clients and, general, oh, not fan-made, uh, card game clients for digital play uh, in general. And uh, yeah.
0: Jordan, you and I have a decent amount i'd say a decent amount of experience with digital platforms there's certainly haven't played there's so many digital card games out there certainly haven't played everything but what's what's your experience been in the past
1: um well of course we've dabbled around i've dabbled around the magic one i've played some i guess i'd say more obscure games like hex um a couple others that i can't even remember the name of now there were some weird other card games we played dark table um a fair amount uh, I've played, you know, Untap, which isn't necessarily a client, but it's in the same kind of realm. Uh, yeah, I'll even throw TTS in there. Um, of course, Exalted, uh, yeah. stuff like it's Hearthstone,
0: a- right? Oh yeah, Hearthstone. Uh, Hearthstone. I dabbled
1: a little bit in uh, Snap, Marvel. Snap. Oh yeah, yeah. So.
0: Snap, Snap was a big release the last year. Marvel Snap, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, similarly, I've, I've, I've played Arena probably the most. Magic Arena the most. Um, I played, I played Magic Online back like when it was in beta, like before it was even dude, back then you got a little skeleton avatar and you had to like walk around to a table and sit down to play a game with someone. It was really funny. It was very like very late nineties, early two thousands, uh, video online video game. It was, it was pretty great. But yeah, since then, since then, um, I played a good amount of eternal as well. Maybe cover, cover a little bit of that, that missing gap for you. um, and uh, played some Infinity Wars Classic the last, uh, a, a year or two I ago. about that
1: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, you, know, you and I have definitely dabbled in a fair amount of these digital platforms. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, and I can't forget to mention because it's very relevant to this conversation, Pixelborn. I played some Pixelborn to get a bit of Lurkana experience in the last year, um, which is another fan-made digital platform. So what struck us really was that Altered, which isn't even to its Kickstarter yet, it's literally eight months from release, already has a fan-made digital platform ready to play. Um, and this is this episode's releasing a few days after we released our first three gameplay videos um, of Altered covering all six factions. Jordan and I played three games using Exalted. Um, so make sure to check those out if you just want to see some gameplay and, and see how the Exalted platform looks. But yeah, it just seemed like it would be an interesting little topic because, I I mean, I can't name a game that had a digital platform eight months before release. <laughs> That's pretty Especially wild. one
1: that worked as smoothly as was. I was very surprised when you first told me about it and I was kind of looking into it and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's probably going to be kind of janky. But surprisingly, outside of a few small, like, uh, you know, not necessarily hiccups or problems, but just things that they should have the ability to, like, cancel some spells that don't have options they fire off immediately regardless of if it's something that's good or not like it worked very smoothly we didn't have any connection issues um it was just very very solid
0: yeah and and i will say that i the reason i took it to you to go ahead and start recording these videos is because i saw some other content creators just starting doing some play on it i watched a little bit and i said holy cow, like this actually looks good. Like I can do content using this. Whereas, whereas like I've tried, I actually did a recording session a few months ago, a couple months ago, I don't know, playing um, felt table or force table or whatever you want to call it, which is the Star Wars Unlimited online versus AI, uh, like web-based platform and felt table. I'll just call it felt table because that's the generic one. Is it also because it's it's it also they have a platform for flesh and blood as well as ashes, um, the the sort of expandable card game. So the Felt Table supports all those, but I went and I've been playing, I mean, I actually still play it weekly. I play Felt Table quite a bit, but I tried to record some Felt Table gameplay. I love Felt Table, but it was really tough to follow that gameplay. It was really bad because um, it was, it was bad just from a perspective of like trying to watch someone play a game because you just, you can't tell what's going on. It's just stuff happens. It appears in the text log. Wonderful for just jamming out quick games on your own where you're completely involved, you know, everything that's happening. But um, yeah, I try, I try watch back the gameplay after recording was like, this is just bad. Like I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going to post this. Um,
1: Either that or you'd have to do just so much editing that it's not worth the time.
0: Yeah, I like have to go in and edit my own like animations and stuff (laughs) happening and everything. I guess I could do that, but that's yeah. um, We'll just wait for someone to make an exalted for Star Wars. That's actually not going to happen (laughs) for licensing wise. I can't imagine that. (laughs) Fantasy Flight has their own digital wing, too, and everything like it doesn't seem like a, a good fit. But, okay, before we delve into the depths of Exalted, I'm going to try to make this pitch a little shorter as we go on because I don't want to take too long, but I do have to mention um, because this is this is basically in place of our, like, sponsor segment. We don't have someone officially sponsoring our podcasts, but uh, what you can do if you do want to support the podcast and you want to support Main Deck in general, there are two great things you could do that really help us out. The first thing is you can go ahead and like the video comment on the video subscribe to the video or follow us on your favorite podcast platform leave a five-star rating on our podcast platform all that stuff super helpful for us obviously and then second if you want to help us in a monetary way but it, you don't want to spend anything which i mean who would um you can always use our tcg player affiliate link linked down in the description or go to bit.ly that's bit.ly slash shop and that'll take you to the tcg player page you can go do your TCG player shopping. You don't spend a dime more, but we actually get a cut of anything you order each session that you go to that link. So go ahead, pop that link in bookmark it If you need to, if you want to support us, we really appreciate all of the ways that you guys support us here at main deck. We've been on the grow and uh, really, really excited for the future. So with all that said, Jordan, um, why don't you lead the way? Tell us, tell us about your experience with exalted.
1: Yeah. So like I said, it, uh, Part of the, like I said, the main thing that really, like, shocked me the most. Well, first of all, you you took a little convincing to get me because you told me about it. And I was like, oh, like, it's going to be weird. We have to do some manual installation, which it honestly was literally just, like, open a folder and then put another folder in a folder. And it was ready to roll. Yeah. But, <laughs> can uh, I can
0: I actually interrupt you? Because just on that point, before I get too far, I have two things I, I really, really, really have to mention before we get too late to the podcast. Number one, the developer... They go by the name Nucleon. It's it's like Nucleon, but with an H in it, I think. Um, and they my, they've been on the Alter Discord server. They'll answer any questions you have, they'll take any feedback. They have been absolutely incredible. So I just had to get a shout out because like this isn't just a nameless thing. Like, I, I want to give credit to the creator of this thing because they did such a good job. Um, and yeah. as you said. It's it. I mean, the installation it actually wasn't that bad, It, but it is a little weird because it's just like a Google Drive link because it's in like super beta right now, like super, super beta. So this isn't like you're not going to go find it on Steam and just or you're not even going to have a nice, easy like install file. You do have to at least you have to toy around with your folders a little bit, but it's not that bad. It's pretty quick and easy. Yeah. OK, sure. sorry. Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. No problem. Very, very good cutaway because I almost forgot about that as well. We might have got it might have got lost in the sauce. Uh, But, yeah, it was surprisingly simple to set up. And the thing that, like I said, floored me the most is just how smooth everything went. Normally, especially with super early betas of anything, regardless of if it's, like, a professional thing, uh, non-professional, like, fan-made, non-fan-made, it always, like, has horrendous time working, especially when it's networked. Um, I've seen so many issues with so many games and so many other programs just having to fiddle with it. It surprisingly just worked, which was great. We turned it on, the music played. The you know the splash screen came up. They had all the buttons there for it with the lock symbols on the ones that are not programmed yet, um, but are probably going to be done in the future at some point, I assume. And then big multiplayer button. You click it, and then you either you know join or host. I don't know how the hosting quite works because you host all the games, but yeah, I can the talk option. About that too. Yeah, they had a couple options, and the main option we used is basically just IP direct connection. Just uh, slap in the host's IP, and then you connect to their version of the game and then the game starts you select it's your kind deck of on the side
0: it's kind of um we were actually kind of in the 90s there for a little bit like that's like literally what you had to do to play uh to play like command and conquer against each other like back in the day yeah. like i remember doing that um when i was a kid my brother had a computer and uh my brother about nine years older than me had had was like very techie um, and had a computer and I used to go on and just, I I would go open up the, the, uh, DOS command prompt and type run command.exe. And then I got to play his command and conquer and make little tanks. anyway, bit of an aside, but, um, so just, just, you know, on that point. So like the way you can play right now with each other in this super early beta is like you said, it's, it's purely through that direct connection. So you do need to have an opponent um you like someone lined up you have to go on discord you have to go to you go to the main deck discord server go to the altered discord server or if you want to go and be like hey anyone want to play actually that reminds me i had to add an lfg role for altered now <laughs> on the main yeah. deck server but you go hey anyone want to play a game of exalted and then just one of you has to like dm the the um one of you has to choose to host and then dm your ip to someone else and that's how you can connect so they the uh, developer wants to add obviously at some point matchmaking, mm-hmm. but matchmaking is like, it's not as a simple as games. just like <laughs> turning it on. And it's like, boom, <laughs> now you can matchmake. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a whole other can of worms. It's one that's going to be coming. Uh, hopefully at some point, especially if people are showing interest and being excited. So I just, I can't stress enough to like, if you like it, try it and pop on the alternate server and give your feedback To Nucleon and and let them
1: know, you know, like, I like what you're doing.
0: We got to get these features.
1: And we will say currently, um, you can only play the demo decks or modified versions of the demo decks that have 3x of all the rares. If you wanted to try something with just maybe not necessarily close to like a structured deck, but a little closer to what you will probably see as far as a deck being built and structured once the game comes out. Let's, the demo let's, decks are a little smaller, and yeah, yeah. rares are something you'll probably use more than your common cards.
0: But let's uh, talk about that, that
1: oh, yeah, like a little bit,
0: just because that's kind of an interesting thing that they decided to do. I was kind of I I saw that and was fairly intrigued because yeah, like it like you said, so the current starter decks are 30 card decks, and the I believe we're <laughs> we're waiting still. We're waiting on the final confirmation. This is the fun part of waiting for altered as like, we're not a hundred percent. I'm, I'm going to say this, we'll release it. And it may have already changed by the time the episode comes out. Um, but I believe what they're currently settling on is 39 card decks with a hero. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's a 40 reminds card. deck. Me of,
1: reminds me of old UFS turbo. Yeah. It's kind plus, of like plus character
0: for it's a 40 card deck. But it's a it's it would be a, I, I think they're settling on that and and I will get a comment below with someone correcting me if that's wrong as well, Um, which is great. Check the comments. Always check the comments in case I'm wrong about something. Um, but the cool thing about that is that that's that's a, a factor of three, which means that your deck can if you want it to be 13 distinct cards, three ofs and sorry, Twelve, and th- we we'll probably have three uniques as well. But it it just kind of it works nicely in that um, you can also get if they you if you get an eighty sleeve card pack, that would let you fully sleeve two decks. two decks in the same color. Although I think a lot of people will pick a different color sleeve for their hero anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean, oh, little thing, little things like that. But as far as how it works in Exalted, those all they have right now, like you said, just because of the low number of revealed cards it's almost exclusively just demo deck cards they have the they have the rare the rare bumped ones where every demo deck has three rares in it right now and so in those ones they just have six extra cards where they've added two copies each of each rare which brings it up to a 36 card deck plus a hero um
1: which is Extremely close to a and then full deck. Did you have you opened up the like to actually check? Because I'm wondering one thing. I kind of didn't. I mean, kind of questioned when I saw that because I didn't dabble too hard in it. Is are those just replacing the common versions of those with two more copies of rare? So is it still oh. 30 card decks, or did they just straight up add? two rares of each thing to make it 36
0: no hang on you're right so i'm i'm actually wrong already it's it, probably in the comments already but um because that would be illegal deck building because you can't run three copies of the common hua mulan and three copies of the rare hua mulan you can't do that so yeah. so in that case it's probably the same number right because i think all the rares are just a rare version of something like there are two comments in over the deck yeah yeah so okay so never mind. What I said, completely <laughs> untrue. You heard it here first. Fleeting Thoughts is a lying podcast. <laughs> but okay. Well, that's that's why I have you here though. If I were just here doing this solo, I would just be lying all day to everybody. Um but it's still it's kind of it's an interesting way to play because your deck is a little more bumped up in power level. Mm-hmm. Um, even if there were the the well, actually, more so than if your deck was the full size possibly because
1: you're more likely to hit the rares
0: but it's only at nine rares and what we understand from again the the like potentially final but not totally locked in quantities of things i think it's 15 non-common cards i think is what it is now oh i did not
1: hear that yet i think so keeping super up with it but because i'm I, i hear some updates here and there but i kind of I've been paying him not a lot of mind because I don't want to get too excited about one thing until they do the final, like, here's what it's going to be. Because I know they've been in the limbo and they've changed it a few times of what they were thinking. Uh, so I'm just been reserved to being like, I'm just going to wait until I know what the final value is.
0: Right. And and I mean, it. that makes sense too, because if you get locked into, like this is what actually my wife makes fun of me all the time for this, for hearing one thing. And it becomes my, like the, the core fact I know about this thing. And it's not even like close to true. It was like, she was talking about something else entirely. And I just decided, okay, so that appointment's at three 30. Got it. And she said, no, 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 no. Like I'm going to be home at three 30. (laughs) The appointment's at five (laughs) You and, uh, and I'll just lock it in. It'll just be like, it'll yeah. So I I can understand not wanting to, to do that about it. Um, I will, when we get into another topic here, I will just try and dig up the ants. I think there might be something in the FAQ that clarifies that, but we will we will see in a little bit. Um, True. But yeah, so those are those are the deck options right now. Yeah, in, there's currently uh, no
1: deck building. Not that it would help at all right now anyway, which I think is totally fine. There's no deck building, because like you said, spoiler season hasn't really started. They've done some spoilers of some of the art and lore in cards that we haven't seen. I think there is one or two that weren't included in a demo deck that they've done a little bit of lore on. I think I might be mistaken actually, but I think one or two of the lore or like art pieces were not in a demo deck, uh, but they were in some of the other promotional material. Um, and definitely the new cast of heroes uh, that was revealed is not in there. But that's again, I think that's perfectly fine until we have a more robust card pool to have deck building, and it it gives it gives the uh creator more time to work on those in the background so when it does release they'll be ready for it um, yeah so yeah so you'll select your deck you join in a game and then you just play it's it, like i said before it's snappy it runs pretty much everything works the way you most likely will expect even if you're not an aficionado of online card clients it's pretty it's it's very easy and simple to use and even if it wasn't easy and simple they explain what you can and can't and should be doing at every moment in the bottom right. At the beginning of the game, it'd be like, "All right, beginning of the game, you need to put three things in here. So choose three cards and drag them into the the mana zone, and then you you know you do that, and then the text box will change. And it just kind of does a good job of uh, not necessarily teaching you the game. If you have a decent grasp on what to do, it gives you a good hint on what, you know, what to do in this current phase in the game." And what your options are. And then there's yeah. always the pass button and
0: I wouldn't say that this is you should if you haven't learned the rules to the game yet, you should just install Exalted and play a game with someone because it's not going to be entirely clear what you're doing or why. Something I noticed when we we're watching back the videos we did, it's not entirely clear, of course. Not that I expected it to be, but but like why we're advancing in certain ways each turn and and where you can play things to and yeah, I would just like all the little nuances of, of a card game um, aren't made entirely clear. And of course, like as a fan made client, it's not their responsibility to do that. Like
1: I, yeah, it's I nice will that they did it. I'm commending them because that that's they went a little bit above and beyond to make, you know, extra programming just to have that. And the way I like to think about it is that it's kind of like those cheat sheet cards that comes in a lot of card games or board mm. games, for example, that are just like, here's a condensed version of some of the icons and things you'll do on each phase yeah so yeah it's definitely not a good like you don't know what you're doing play a game it's more just like you've read the rule book and you just need a reminder here and there on what to do
0: yeah it and like for a for a platform official platform like arena like i will blast you know wizards if their tutorial isn't functional like you need to just be able to learn the game from downloading it in that case when it's an official client but for exalted I mean, yeah, they. I, I agree. They they did plenty, I think, to kind of hold your hand and make sure that you're able to kind of get through the turns as long as you understand the, the basic flow and structure of the game. Um, and, and I think just in case it wasn't really clear, because there are different ways that these clients can be made, um, but some some clients, like I'm thinking ones like Octagon and, and... I can't remember if Lackey was this. I don't know if people even use Lackey anymore, but... There was one that was there was Lackey, and then there was another one that it was like... It's not like Chupacabra or something. I feel like it was some kind of like... Cockatrice. Cockatrice, Cockatrice. yeah. (laughs) That's right. Chupacabra. And then there's Chupacabra too, which is a great one. Um, But I feel like a lot of those were very like... It's up to the players to manage... Like in Tabletop Simulator 2, depending on the mod, Um, it's often up to the players to just manage like actually doing things correctly. Like you're you're just, it's really just a platform to give you a bunch of digital like card objects that you can manipulate. Yeah. And then you have to like play by the rules appropriately, but exalted is not that way. It's the kind where it's like the rules of the game are in the system and it handles everything for you.
1: It's a client that is made only for altered and that's why one of the reasons why it's so smooth because stuff like you said like octagon and untap and tts and those other platforms they weren't made with one game in mind they're very broad kind of like framework almost like a toy box to play in so they can't micromanage any rules um which is why some of them are better than others because as you know me I'm a fan if any client has a log that shows any action that any player does at any time with timestamps because it helps against cheating, which is one of the things that which normally if casual game, I really don't care. But a lot of games in 2023 have used some of those tools uh, for official tournaments, and some of those tools are extremely easy to cheat in if you like, and it's not even like hard to figure out how to do it. Uh, just because they don't have a like a combat log so to say because like if it doesn't log the actions players do it you could like create a macro that automatically does like five actions within a split second so no one realizes it happened and then you just like stacked the top three cards of your deck or something but uh yeah this game doesn't have that because it has a combat log and it has the game the game rules itself are baked into the cards when you play them so like you play a game- card that has you know multiple options it'll then prompt you to be like hey This card has options. Do you want to choose option one, two, or three? And then you select your targets. And it even helps you if you're unsure. It'll be like, you know, choose a character or choose a permanent to do the thing on, which is also just really nice. And like you said, it handles all those extra nitty gritty details that help both make the game more enjoyable to play and helps the flow of the game. Because you don't have instances like in TTS, Octagon, you know, stuff like that, where you're doing it and you're like, oh uh did this happen did we forget to do this step of this card like i can't remember did you end up taking damage did because we were talking about something and forgot about it like you could either just check the log or in a client like this it just does it for you you would you know you you banish a card the card just gets banished immediately your card takes the resources and puts it in the discard pile it's all it's all hands free it's great
0: yeah they they This is my preferred way. I I think you and I are on the same page. We're like, I I don't really like playing TTS very much. I avoid it as much as possible. Um, I'm in that boat. It's, it's for two reasons. It's one because um, I find the platform annoying just in general for not like, actually, I probably care less about the log of actions than you do. Um, But I don't, I just I just get annoyed. Like I like, I've played video games my whole life, but when I play TTS, I'm like, this, this is annoying. I just want to play like with real cards. The other reason is I just like the feel. Like I like the feel and the social interaction. The thing I love about TCGs is getting to go out to the store on a Saturday or whatever, meet my friends, play games in person, chat, have fun. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that TTS can replicate. TTS It's wonderful. It's wonderful that we have that as a tool because not everybody has the luxury of being able to go to a local event um, at all to be able to play a game that they like. Or some people have to travel an an exorbitant distance just to be able to attend anything. Um, So I love that. Actually, I love that in 2023, 2024, whenever you're listening to this, a game comes out and before our game is announced and as soon as there's enough cards there's a TTS mod somebody's made a TTS mod for it like i don't i can't think of a tcg that hasn't had that even metacross had it had a tts mod um and so,
1: sometimes it's also just great to have um like when there's a bunch of spoilers when the whole set spoiled and there's a prominent tournament coming up and you're like i want to jam these new cards cuz i only have five days before x tournament to like figure out the new meta it's nice to at least like you said it's good to at least have the option out there where you're like okay i have at least a space that i can muscle through to like do these things that we couldn't do which is great
0: yep but that said you know it's for me it just doesn't it doesn't come close to replacing the actual thing um but i'm blessed to be able to you know build communities around us where i can i can force all my friends to play all the card games I like with me.
1: (laughs) Um, And I'm in in the same boat with you. Like, I prefer the real thing. And if not, I want something that's a close approximation that takes the the grunt work out. And I'm also just not a fan of TTS because it's clunky to use. Yeah. Like, it's not super intuitive. Like, sure, you can get used to the hotkeys, but there's still a lot of actions that even when you know how to do it and you know the hotkeys, it's still, like, super clunky to just perform the actions. Which what is, is it, it prolongs games. It's just, eh, it's just yeah. like a, it gets the job done and it works. And I'm glad it's there. It provides a great niche. And like you said, it provides a great service for people who don't have the option. But uh, given a better tool, I'd probably use the better tool 100% of the time.
0: Right. And another thing I wanted to point out too, is not just, it's sometimes not just about whether people have an option too. It's sometimes people are just, uh, differently abled in a certain way, where it's actually just difficult for them to do things like go to an event or manipulate cards uh, sure. appropriately or anything. Um, whereas being able to, you know, set up their keybinds on a controller or if they can use a mouse and keyboard, like you know, there there are a bunch of ways where people are. are it's actually provides access to TCGs and other end board games and everything that some people just simply wouldn't. Be able to access otherwise so that kind of stuff's awesome but i like all this setup is really to say but exalted is like leagues beyond that yeah um in for for specifically altered tcg of course um and for me the difference is if exalted can have matchmaking added to it Like, again, like, come on, everyone, let's, let's go, let's go pump them up. Like, let's, let's, let's let Nucleon know that like, we want matchmaking (laughs) because if this can get matchmaking added, um, I, these digital games that work smoothly, that handle everything for you. It's like, here's the difference. Like you were saying, TTS is kind of slow and clunky. Um, so anytime you play a game on TTS, it takes longer to play on TTS than Mm -hmm. it played to play in person. Like nearly all the time i'll probably get a comment like for me it's faster like good but for i'd say majority of people it's longer and sometimes significantly so um but to play a game on a digital platform it's often faster like it's it's pretty easy for it to be a faster game than in person because it takes care of all the shuffling for you it just boom like all the randomness is is done and everything just is slick it moves fast um and i will sit there and if we get matchmaking here i i Promising you all right now, I will have live streams where I'm just going to go match. I'm just going to play Altered like all night. You can come hang out with me and we'll play some Altered Um, because that's I mean, that's my jam. I love I love doing that in particular. It still it still doesn't replace physical because I don't get that social connection. But it's a for me, it supplements physical card gameplay in a way that I can't feel. I just can't really get behind in TTS. Um, So, yeah, I'm really hoping
1: we get that at some point. And one thing that I love about digital clients and, like, what will be cool if Alter does eventually at matchmaking is it also just allows you to make, um, if you're a more competitive player, it gives you a much better tool to make a much more solid deck construction than you otherwise would have. Because even if you're the best player ever and all the people around you are the best players, um, there's pockets of metas all over the world that you will just never be exposed to that might have some witch, like weird niche silver bullet to whatever deck you think is the best, and you'll never know. But if you're on a global matchmaking, you'll be exposed to all of those different pockets and have the tool to make the most robust deck that you can competitively. And that's another thing I really love when games have matchmaking, because it gives you access to those other random group thoughts around the card game community that you Normally, wouldn't see until you're facing it in a tournament, and then get blindsided by this random deck that you didn't even think of or conceive.
0: Okay, are you ready to talk about the thing? For some people, they probably have been like screaming at the at their phone or whatever um, that that we haven't talked about this yet, breached the 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 subject of the the elephant in the room a little bit. But like, altered is a different game um, than a lot of games. And so just keeping in mind everything you just said, Jordan, how on earth are uniques going to be implemented into exalted?
1: That is like a great question. I have some theories um, cause I've dabbled and I'm currently doing stuff with like development, but I have thought wait, of this I, idea. Yeah. I want
0: you to answer it. that, but I want to just add one thing because I sometimes do a poor job of explaining exactly what i mean i just put something out there you pick up what i'm laying down but the audience maybe doesn't so just in case we're not completely clear about what i'm talking about so in altered of course we're going to be having unique cards that are unique one of one like about every i already forgot eight packs Is that it? six six or eight packs eight packs i think about every eight packs i think you will open eight
1: a- every six i don't i think foil is every eight packs, or is that every four it's uh, some amount of packs you'll I get. Believe I believe
0: it's I really think it was eight, but um it's okay. Doesn't matter either way. The point is you get these unique cards one of one, so it has completely unique text that no other no other version of that card has uh in in existence. You're the one who owns it. You scan it into your app, you're the one who owns that now. You may print more copies of it, you can give them out to people for Secret Santa, if you want to, or, or, you know, you could sell the copies to people, but until they registered in their app, they can't play it in a tournament. You are the sole rights holder to using that unique in a tournament. Um, So when we talk about the digital platform, like you were just talking about you, you know, the the metagame and people learning like what decks are good and, and stuff. But in altered, the question that's up in the air is like how important are the specific you can run up to three uh, again to be could to be confirmed but you can run up to three unique cards in your deck how important are those going to be to the sort of what like what your personal like deck pool looks like or what the metagame looks like like are we going to see I, i've been i've been i'll pre-answer like i've been i think it's not going to be like you know, meta defining your uniques. It's not like if you don't have these three exact uniques, you cannot play this deck. It'll, I think just be like you're enhancing particular lines of play that come up occasionally. Um, But when you go to exalted now, it's like, are they going to, every time there's a unique revealed, they're just going to add it to the pool and anybody can use it in exalted or, or, is it possible for them to tie it into the QR code system, like you can use your, uh, like you can use your own ones? I don't know what what kind of thoughts do you have, Jordan? Go ahead and I cut you off, but go ahead and finish.
1: Yeah. So, um, so the easier way, um, and probably the the, the way that'll be implemented, I'm assuming, um, unless this becomes obviously if this becomes more officially branded or whatever, when like let's say Exalted explodes and he gets approached by the developers and like, hey, how about you just like Head the department of our digital client since you're already there That'd be and we'll cool. give you some Metro tools. Yeah. Um the way I think they're gonna that he would do it because just to save time and headache, is there'll probably be some sort of API attached to the application or the card database in some capacity because they'll have it publicly listed for you know the, the buy and sell listings because when a unique is scanned in for the first time, it'll get added to the list of uniques on the marketplace. So that will be publicly available. So my assumption is there'll be some sort of you know API a scraper to scrape all the data you know every day or every week or something f- to check for new cards that were added to the database and then if there's a new unique it would just you know grab a screenshot of the or, you know pull the image of that unique and then just create an object in the game like the game library that just saves it as that and then when you log in you'd be like hey. I'm looking for these uniques and then whatever uniques are in the current version of your game, they'll be listed to make decks. I don't think, again, this is just if I was going to do it myself, because it would be so much less headache. It would be a little less uh, sound for actual play, but I wouldn't have any restrictions on like only this person is, you know, this person added it to their deck so no one else can use it because it's just an online client that's not necessarily an officially used thing. It's just for playing for fun for the most part. So in that regard, I think if there wouldn't be any restrictions. So everyone could technically have the same three uniques in their deck, but that would be a much easier and less headache inducing with still having the uniques flooding them or the, the in-game deck maker. Uh, but to your point as well, then that kind of adds a small wrench in the, my, my point before about you can use it to test your deck against, you know, what other random decks are there, because there's a less chance that the, like, if you lost to a unique, that the people you fight in the tournament ever are going to have that unique. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. chances are, the chances are pretty, like, wildly low, unless that, like, that deck is just too good, and you're also <laughs> really good, and you go up against them in, like, world's finals or something. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's an important distinction between the fan made client and the official client, because if if altered ever does an official client, even if they take Exalter to just make it official, I would imagine they would integrate the QR codes in very strongly. I would
1: assume that your deck building would work basically the way your deck building on the app is planned to work. And then, in, in fact, it would probably just export your decks from your app data because yeah. if it was officially they'd have access to all that data your your and it would decks and collection just be like, would
0: be yeah it'd yeah be the it'd same be thing. similar
1: like when you log into magic arena you just have all the cards in your personal collection and then you just make decks from that and play with them and
0: I, but, imagine a world by the way where you can <laughs> uh yeah th- i mean like that's that's what's wild and what's so cool and exciting about altered's future what we can see in the future is like like <laughs> just not to tangent too much but like when Arena came out, I mean, and how many times have people clamored? Like, I wish I could just like, I don't like the monetization system in Arena. I wish I could just use my magic collection in Arena. Like if Altered makes a digital client, it's almost I I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that, yeah, it would just be your collection. Like, obviously, it wouldn't be anything but that um, that you get to use. Now, for now, Exalted lets you use the entire world's collection. Um, and the really funny thing about that will be when you like, like, maybe you are using it to test. So you like, you're only building decks with the uniques you own, you've scanned them in. So they're in the database, you build your uniques with them, but then maybe you have a really good unique for Bravos, and you go up against another Bravos deck and they're like, they play it. You're like, Hey, that's my unique. You can't use that. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope. I like. I kind of hope, and I kind of don't hope that they add a chat feature because chat gets so toxic; it's terrible. And and yeah, altered a, is a altered is a game that is very not much supposed to be different.
1: Positivity.
0: Yeah, yeah, positivity focus, which we're we're all about here. I'm I'm super about that. I'm super happy about that. But I really would like to at least have some kind of emote or something I could send that's like 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 how Marvel Snap has the Spider Man like pointing emote. Um, <laughs> like I want to point at them when they play my unique against me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hey, come on now. That's mine. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit. Um, interesting speculation, by the way. I'm just, I'm super excited to see like yeah. what's coming in the future, but let's talk a little bit. I want to, I want to heap a little more praise in an area that we didn't get to talk about at all in the gameplay videos. Cause those are just very gameplay focused. Um, but Holy cow, did they do some cool things with the visuals and sound design of exalted, even at this early stage.
1: I was hoping you were going to mention that because if you didn't, I was going to mention it specifically one part that really like cap. Are you going to we didn't notice at first.
0: It's it's uh, the music, right? You want to talk about yeah. the music? You, you know what? Yeah. Just lead the way, Jordan, lead the way.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it, the client has a funny thing where the the music, by the way, is 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 very good, uh, but it has a, an extra flourish, if you will, that's added to it that we didn't notice right away. Uh, but it works very well. War, the background music that plays during a match um, will have, a, you know, it has a specific song. The song is great. Just it has one, a couple of different tracks. One looping um, track, I think. Yep. As it's playing, uh, if you guys notice with a keen ear, depending on the faction you're playing, it adds different, it's still the same song, but it's like a remixed for like that theme of the faction. So like the Axiom one has more like techno-y like mechanical synth. style synth sounds yeah and then when you flip the turn so like mid-match not just for you who's playing it so on yeah, the player's player's turn it'll have those flourishes and then when it flips to the other player's turn it'll have different flourishes
0: like Ortis has this soldier drum beat i noticed yeah. that one playing in the background is like moon really i think cool. has
1: like a like a pan flute like wispy like naturey like druidic thing bravos has like these uh like, think of, like, an adventure movie. Like, it drums up, and it has, like, trumpets and stuff. And it's, like, it, yeah. it worked so well. And it worked so well, too. And it sounded great. And we didn't realize it at first. And then in the middle of the match, Jan was like, hey, I, like, with the match we were testing, he's like, hey, this the music is different based on whose turn it is. And, then we it, and we're and we like, yeah. oh, it's, like, matching the theme of who we're playing, which was I think that's extremely so cool. cool. And it's I think stuff that like was that, awesome. Yeah, the polish like that, too, is stuff that really gets things going. Because that's something the developer didn't have to add at all. They didn't even have to add music to think of it, but like they both added music and tweaked the music accordingly to the theme of the game, which was excellent.
0: Yep. That was such a cool, like huge shout out. The, the sound, the person who created that soundtrack and, and came up with all those ideas, like top, top tier. I think they're credited there. Unfortunately, I don't remember their name off the top of my head, Um, but they're credited in the app as well. So they did, they did great. Um, UI in general looked really nice. I liked the, The background is simple of of the gameplay. The background is simple, but it works. They do a gradient thing based on the, the colors of the two factions. So um, you see that if you watch our videos, but in Ortis versus Muna, it's kind of a blue to green gradient. Um, And there's nice little like flourishes, like around your hero. There's an, there's an image that's different based on the faction. Um, It, it like the Bravo Swan is like a little fiery flourish coming off of it. Um, And, stuff like that. Um, it's, it's all this, it is all those little touches where like, yeah, again, like I just couldn't, I was surprised that this was a fan made like single developer, just getting like help with like UI assets and sound and everything. Um, single developer project on it, Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so fast. I can't believe, I can't believe where it said and know they've said, I've talked to the developer a little bit too. Um, actually, Let's save that for the end, because I think I think one of the last things I do is want to just talk about a few like things where we thought um, it was maybe missing components or things that need to be added or things that um, maybe a little just unfinished. I was going to say bugs, but like, I don't think I encountered any real bugs in in our four or so games that we played. Did yeah, you I notice any? I don't
1: remember any bugs. I think it was just like stuff that just needs a little more polishing as far as like features yeah um like like the the blunder in the end of the one of the gameplay videos is you casted something but it you forgot it like had a had a stipulation and the game didn't confirm that you wanted to cast it and just cast it and took your mana away um things like that it should be like hey you sure you want to do this thing or like confirm it but aside from that yeah i didn't see any actually like bug bugs it was just some rough edges that just need to be buffed out
0: yeah, and I think we we could probably just move right into that. And did you have anything more to add about the graphic and sound design?
1: Um, uh, I think we said most of it. There's just some other like good flourishes. Like in general, it just felt very polished. Like the flourish of when you pass your action, the arrows have like oh, a yeah. little flourish animation with some particle effects and then it'll point to whoever's turn it is in any given yeah, that was time. Yeah, that's cool. And, yeah, it just uh it highlights like a button, your your little uh mana globe. Will glow and have like different particle effects. The more mana you have, which mm. is neat. Um, there is
0: there are yeah. particle effects based on the tokens that are on your units as well. When they have boost token, when they have boost counters on them, they they have like little red particles flying around them. When they have an anchor counter, they have little green particles flying around them. So like at a glance, it's actually quicker to kind of see, you know, just get a feel for what's what's on the board and what's really powerful and you know that that kind of stuff. I think that was really nice too. Yeah, for uh, sure. So. As far as um, where they need to go from here. Now, like I said, I I, I chatted just a, like a couple back and forth um, things in the ultra discord uh, with with Nucleon about um, I just a, I asked if they wanted some feedback I provided. And they were like, yep, I've been thinking about all that stuff. It's coming. So <laughs> um, so like, OK, I thought so. But, you know, it's like it's kind of thing where like if you don't provide the feedback, then you like forever regret it, which I have met across stories about that, but that's a, would be for a totally different podcast. So, um, Metacross podcast
1: coming soon. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On it, maybe on April fool's day or something. Um, so my two big pieces of feedback that I had were, um, and we both talked about this, uh, the, there's no currently no animation for spell cards. When you play a spell, it just kind of, it, it has you making choices and the opponent, can't see anything's happening so like one time you were like casting spell you were like really thinking hard about it for a while i was like are you like casting a spell right now or like what's happening <laughs> i don't really know um and you know i like in like games like arena when it's like as i confirm i'm playing the thing in arena it's actually very quick it's quick target targets get chosen but then the thing pops up and like little animation sparkle, like, look what's happening. A spell is being casted. It's here's a big arrow pointing at what this is targeting and everything. Yeah. Um, that to me is just something that is essential to just like, as, again, if I'm thinking about like streaming games of altered, like I, I want you guys to know what's happening, but also when you cast a spell, I want to know what just got casted. At me. <laughs> I want to read the card and everything. I um, mean, currently it just kind of like happens and then disappears into the void.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't even, like, uh, at minimum, they should, like, at least flash the card to the board. Because, yeah, like you said, there was a couple other times, too, where, like, you did something to me, and I was like, what happened? Like, what did you... Like, it didn't even tell me that you had used anything. It just made a sound, and then a card on my board was gone, and I was like, what? Where where did it go? What did you use? Like, I noticed you have two less mana. And it's in the combat log, but by default, it's closed. And in realistic, unless there's, like, an issue with a potential ruling you don't even need the combat log unless there's a problem. So like at that point I checked it and I was like, Oh, he used intimidate on my dude. But Mm. like that would have been not necessary if, uh, you know, there was a small flourish and it at least like told me what was used. And then, like you said, had like an arrow, which that was one of our feedback. And he, that was probably one of the things that they were just like, yeah, we're, we're already working on it. Like, yep. It's just not in this version.
0: And to be fair too, like right now in this version, since you're probably just like hopping on discord with someone and sharing an IP and chatting, it's like, it's really not hard to go. I'm casting intimidate on your thing. And then now you, you know, just like you would in a normal game. Cause most of the time, unless you're playing against someone who's a real piece of work there, people are going to be like, Oh, I'll intimidate that. And not just go like put the card in the discard pile and like, (laughs) point (laughs) you know like that's kind of the like okay buddy like you must be having a rough day kind of player (laughs) when you have to deal with that
1: yeah i fully expect those features to be in before matchmaking because yeah when you're on discord it's not as big of a deal because like i said you're going to be conversating with the person but once there's uh matchmaking and there's faceless person across the board they won't have the same thing so you need that conveyance for the player
0: yep um, and then the other thing that I got a confirmation that an option is coming very soon, I think in the, like possibly in the next build, um, to fix this, but the right now, when you mouse over a card, a little screen pops up that has all of the card text laid out and actually really cute, like emoji for card for icons, which work really well. Like I, they look, you know, they're very similar to the actual icons being used, uh, but they're actual just emoji. Um, and that is that's very nice for just like clear, clean readability of the cards of, of the card text. But I personally find it a lot harder to, um, to grok to, to like just under quickly understand quickly and intuitively understand what a card is um, by reading that than I do by looking at the card itself. I don't know if it comes from playing a million card games or, or something, but like I parse cards a lot faster than blocks of text on a thing. I mean, I think there's a re- I think to be fair too, there's a reason people design cards with graphical elements and placing things in certain places and everything. I think generally with most good card games, there's someone who is like literally like spending time trying to design a good user experience using the card so that it's understandable where everything goes. So like I would much prefer just to look at a blown up card than a a sort of a pop up box with just all the text laid out in it and all the stats laid out in a different spot that I'm used to. Um, and he said, there's an option you'll be able to turn on where to toggle between the boxes and the cards. Um, yeah. Which I know that was feedback you had too.
1: Yeah. Cause like as a, a person who plays a lot of card games and anyone who plays card games for more than like a month probably gets this as well. Uh, you just get so used to attaching in your head the artwork of the card with its ability that after you've played the card three or four times, you don't even read the text anymore. You'll just see that art from across the table and you're like, oh, okay, you're doing this, or oh, that's a two three with flying with cost two mana. Like, yeah, like it just becomes second nature to. I mean, I guess our brains are just wired more visually most of the time, so seeing the image is just a more. Rem- I guess it's probably a memory thing. It's more memorable than a couple sentences of text that are an amalgamation of rules that you know. It's easier to just be like, ah, there's an axolotl climbing up a crystal. That guy's gonna send something from my hand to reserve.
0: Yeah, like I right now I can think of a few bravos cards just because that was like the last deck I played where like I don't know the name, but I can picture the art, and from picturing the art, I know there I can think of their stats and effect. Um, so it's like there's definitely. Uh, for at least some people, for me, for sure, there's a stronger connection between the artwork and the and just like the effects of the card, and so it. Looking forward to that, I'm definitely going to turn that option on as soon as I can. Um, for sure. An, another thing that we encountered in our in our it wasn't actually in any of our, any of our recorded games, but on the first game we played just to demo it. Um, so currently, there's no sudden death programmed in the game. Oh yeah, I um, forgot about that. <laughs> which is something that comes up more frequently than uh, one you might expect.
1: expect.
0: <laughs> um, because in Altered, when both players meet their tokens together on the same turn, as long as one player... If one player went farther, if one player like surpassed their token, they, they made eight progressions instead of seven... Um, then that player wins. But if both players made the same number of progressions, they met them exactly, or they both surpassed them exactly, um, which would be possible. It would be possible. Um, Then it would go to sudden death. I don't Um, think it
1: would be possible for both of them to surpass, because that means both of them would have to have won on both sides.
0: If, if, yeah, if both players have both tokens on a spot that has two different elements.
1: Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Cause there's the, right? yeah, I forgot. There's each, the zone. You can has, each win so one of those you two can elements. Win on green and I'll win on water on this side. On both and then, sides. Yeah. It's yeah, possible. Okay. It is it's possible.
0: possible. It's possible. Um, but, uh, normally it's supposed to go to a sudden death round. Um, if, the, if it's an exact tie like that, where you basically forget about specific biomes, And you forget about hero companion side. And all you're doing is you're playing another day of the game where you are trying to compete over who can win the majority of the three biomes. It doesn't, doesn't matter anymore where anyone's standing or anything. Um, Either winning two out of three or you win one, your opponent wins zero in some way Um, you tie both and you win one. Whoever can do that will win the game. And if you tie again, exact tie, then you play another sudden death day and you just keep doing that until you have a winner um so that is something that makes perfect sense to me to go doesn't matter right now we just want to get the game playable get people testing it um cuz right now what happens is you'll get a, an exact tie and then the game will tell both of you on your your own screens that you won yeah. <laughs> so so we, we finished that and we're like Jordan's like, hey, I won! And I was like, hey, I won. <laughs> we're all winners. Um, which is nice too. That's like kind of the the positivity focused, non-combative, but uh, but I want to I want to win the game, like actually win it. So I'm looking forward to them having the sudden death added in there too.
1: For sure. Yeah.
0: Um, are there any other features, Jordan, that you are looking forward to potentially seeing in the game or anything you think was was missed right now that they you know other than
1: like the obvious stuff we talked about like deck building and everything. Um nothing I can think of that like is truly important in my mind that we haven't already talked about. Um I think they literally hit most of the bases. Uh some small shout outs to their design which you know also technically shout out to the altered design team because it's kind of uh, an extension of the components they plan on printing but having the middle banner Automatically count, you know, all the zones above and below to tell you how much you have on your side. That's you know, so Just nice. small things like that that just make the game easy to read and play as you're going through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I um
0: the... oh, I did ahead. notice that they that they have uh, locked out down a single player button, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm like I'm curious, like if they do like felt table and they just add like an AI. To play against and it's i don't know i beat the the in star wars limited i beat the the felt table ai like 99 of the time um but then i've i've read from other people playing there who like can't beat it so i don't know uh it's people are on different always on different parts of their tcg journey right so like um it would be it'd be really cool if they could add that in and then have like some different levels even of difficulty that you can play against Or something Um, like a like a good old like Warcraft three or whatever. I want to play the I want to play the the highest level difficulty opponent and see if I can beat them. Um, I think that'd be really cool. So I'm excited just to see what they add there. And then I guess I want to mention like this is like a this would be a super like stretch goal project. But like they do plan on adding multiplayer to altered. Um, Oh,
1: yeah. I'm excited to see how that goes, too, because that's going to be an interesting uh, facet. I
0: I would love to see altered exalted get a multiplayer like with matchmaking kind of thing like this I mean the guy dev's got to start making some money at some point if we're going to get stuff like that added to the game um, yeah. so you know hopefully he's got a patreon set up I'll actually look after this I'll I'll look and I'll, I'll toss a link to the patreon on like all these videos if he has one if he has any sort of like a a coffee or a patreon or something I will find it and and just toss it in there because like the dev is doing some incredible work with this, but like, yeah, but a, a multiplayer feature would be crazy. Like when we, we played dark table recently, which was um, one of the, one of the first times I've seen like an actual multiplayer CCG get em, implemented other than we're talking like, you know, magic online or like, and not arena. Like I'm talking like used to be skeletons again, walk into the table, like magic online has that actually has commander, but like playing magic online is not very fun. It's it it like, have you ever done
1: magic online, Jordan? Um, I think I did it like once or twice and then never again. It's just so back in my magic days. (laughs) It's
0: it, the game, it hasn't had, ui developments since like the you know early 2000s it's just like it's just these raw screens of cards there's there's no there's no pomp and circumstance there's no flourish there's no it's it's just less exciting to play so you know it's uh it's not as fun but i would love to have i would love to play some imagine if we could get so we could stream some like multiplayer altered, get people from the community hopping into games and just like have a, have a super fun night with the community playing. That would be so, that would be That'd so be great. Especially given just how like, po- again, positivity focused altered is it just feels like a great, a great game to get to share with people um and just kind of enjoy for the sake of enjoying it. So I think that that's, and that's like multiplayer TCGs are never like outside of like the competitive edh crowd and magic they're they're always just about like i don't care what happens i'm just sitting down to play the game for fun and and see so it's like it's already a really good fit for Alter's general mentality so i guess those are the two things i'd like to see i'd like to see that single player have some cool ai difficulties to be able to like plow decks into and just like if I can't matchmaker, if they want to add that before matchmaking or something, you can just like, I could definitely play hours of just like jamming decks into um, super high level AI and just see if I can win. Um, and I'd like to see multiplayer at some point, but I understand the problems
1: inherent in that. <laughs> yeah. The single player feature that I would think would be really cool. Um, but again, this is one of those features that I think is only really worthwhile or possible if um they they managed to become the official platform it's like it have some sort of like single player campaign where you can follow like a storyline of some of the prominent characters that would and be they, sick even if it's something as simple as like an arcade mode and fighting game where it's like a non-committal like you sit down you play it for like an hour and a half to two hours worth of you know battles and then you have some small throughput through line that shows you you know like you played uh yeah, Buddha and I forgot his other name. The guy that changes on Kojo, yeah, Koja and Buddha, and you go on an adventure with them specifically to show their specific adventure to becoming, you know, in the same location, and then have that for each character would be cool. But it'd probably be a lot of work unless there was an official platform, because uh, then they could get you know all the nitty gritty details of potential, you know character arcs that the the writers and lore writers are thinking of already and just kind of infuse that in there and then if it was an official platform it could be like hey when you got the achievement of like hey you beat this character's campaign on hard we've unlocked uh, a special like border for your character card that you can get printed off for the physical game oh which would be extremely cool wow that would be <laughs> cool
0: that would be see that now that's a that's a million dollar idea
1: right there that, that way it, that like. way it links both the digital client if it becomes official to like something even you know the paper players want to play it and then it creates a link where the people who just play physical are like well now i want to print this card off because it's almost like a trophy i you know i all starred all achievement did uh, buddha and kojo's single player campaign and now i have a cool border around my card which would be cool
0: I know but again. we have, I know there are part people who are in the, in Equinox who do listen to our podcast and you guys th- think about <laughs> this, like let's, let's, you know, let's get this kind of thing going. This is, this is a cool idea. This would be great. And yeah, like altered has actually a whole bunch of lore that they've been putting out. Um, I, I have to admittedly, I haven't taken the time to read through all of them. I read through some of them but they've actually put out a bunch of different lore posts so you can check on their Instagram and everything. And I need to go through and read more, but it's certainly interesting. They have an interesting world they're building. And I think, yeah, just being able to like play through it in that way would, uh, I think, do wonders just for like engagement in that lore side
1: of things. I think that would be really cool. 100%. Great idea. But yeah, so that's the that's probably the biggest like single player style feature that I would love to see again. Well, fingers crossed, uh, maybe uh, the reputation of this fan-made project will soon blossom into a, an official client at some point, uh, or yeah. at least kick off the start of an official client.
0: We love when stuff like that happens, like when when the Sonic Sonic Mania came, like for people in the oh, video game world, man. like the idea of just like when, when a developer makes a fan project and then that's what happened with Sonic Mania, then they... They uh they just got Sega was just like come oh, come make a Sonic like come actually make a Sonic game, and yes. uh, and and then you have like one of the you know most highly rated Sonic games of all time. Turns, turns out. out the so, Sonic
1: fans know how to make a good Sonic game. Yeah, than so it's the, like the actual Sega team.
0: It's and and I'm not certainly not saying that Equinox doesn't know how to oh, make yeah, a no, good no, no. Yeah, altered definitely. game, but like I'm just saying it's like when you get a passionate developer who is like on their own able to put out something like this. Imagine putting resources behind that. That's like that's you know that's uh that's yeah, exciting. It's a great
1: it's a great two-way street that helps both people too because like showing that this product is a viable for them without them having to spend resources is incentive for them to have more resources to put into it uh if they decide to jump in. And then it also preemptively does the legwork for the company showing hey there is an audience for this people will want to do this we can safely do it which is what companies always love to hear is that this is a safe move for us and then the fans will get something great and the you know unless unless they're criminals which i don't think the guys at actor are they're very great people so i assume they would they would uh you know bump up at least the the quality work reputation and probably some sort of monetary incentive to the the people who are behind making it because they basically made most of it for them already and it's like oh hey it's a win-win the developers get recognition and some extra stuff Uh, the the developer of the card game gets a you know a big step in the door for an official client
0: and the players get a better product than they would have otherwise so actually this is what we like to call in the office world a win-win-win yes well, so yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, that's. Do you have any that-
1: other uh, thoughts on uh, the Exalted client today?
0: No, I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm excited for the future of that. I'm excited for the future of Altered. Um, I'm, I, I think this bodes. I think like just seeing this now, seeing this out there and available, it's going to help people get to see the great gameplay that Altered has because I think we have mentioned this before, but like a lot of, a lot of Altered's. Um, just media presence right now is really, really focused on the admittedly, you know, appropriately. So the innovative, you know, marketing aspects, right. But like, there isn't a lot that's really featured on focused on like the gameplay itself, which is why I wanted to get these gameplay videos out and why I like that is out there because now people will be able to just, okay i'll try the game i'll just try it out and then i think a lot of people will fall in love and they'll really enjoy it so um i mean again i can't shout out nucleon enough for this but like uh, incredible work it's so good it's such a boon to the community um you are nucleon you are an asset absolutely and i just really appreciate everything you've done
1: yeah for sure nucleon and team you guys are are doing it it's a fantastic client and i'm excited to see what the future holds Um, But as the day comes to a close, those were our fleeting thoughts. Thank everyone so much for watching. And we will talk to you guys again in about two weeks. Bye, guys.